Welcome to Glorified Treasure Spread. This is the audio version of the commentary notes for the Spring 2023 Teleos study from Psalm 23 to Psalm 41. Week 4, Day 3, Psalm 31 through 5. This psalm was written by David to offer up thanksgiving to his God for deliverance from what he perceived as death. However, there is also the mention of healing in verse 2, so the actual occasion is somewhat ambiguous. This song possibly was written to be sung at the dedication of the temple, which David was not allowed to build, but we know that he gathered the materials with which his son Solomon built the magnificent edifice. Some believe that David had created a national crisis by disobeying God in some way. In such a case, he would have feared that all of Israel would suffer for his actions. In verse 1, David is extolling or lifting high his God. In other words, he is proclaiming the greatness of Yahweh because God has lifted him up by saving his life from some sort of enemy. This enemy could have been actual persons, but the mention of healing in verse 2 leads to some question. Could his healing have been spiritual restoration with the Lord? Could it have been forgiveness for the pride which we will see mentioned in verse 6? Craigie says rightly in his section, The occasion for the present act of worship is not merely the assurance that God would answer but the experience of actual healing because God had answered. Verses 3 and 4 are an anthem of praise to the Lord for preserving David's life from his circumstances. The pit is divine judgment, which was David's greatest fear. His greatest desire was always to be in God's presence and in his will. He exhorts others to sing praise to the Lord on his behalf or on behalf of the nation for his rescue from near death. Verse 5 is familiar and favored by every Christian who reads the word. This stark contrast constitutes one of the most worshipful testimonies of the scriptures. The point being that God may discipline or allow or cause pain as a means to sanctification, but his covenant love is forever. Jesus told his disciples that they would mourn for a time after his leaving, but that they would rejoice when they saw him again, John 16, 20 through 22. This is not to minimize the horrible suffering that some believers endure over long periods of illness or persecution, but nothing in this life compares with eternity with Christ. Paul considered all the terrible things he underwent as momentary, light afflictions compared to the glory to come, 2 Corinthians 4.17. And for those who remain unrepentance, the hell they think they are going through now will seem like heaven in the next life. Now is the time to embrace the grace offered by our triune God. The point is this. God is indeed displeased with sin 
and can never be indifferent to it. He judges sin with a holy anger, even in Christians. But for his people, God's judgments and anger are short-lived. They pass quickly. What remains is his favor, which lasts for our lifetimes and indeed forever. The most significant moment in history when God's anger was displayed was at the cross of Calvary. The loudest shout of joy came on the morning that the sun exited the tomb, extinguishing sin and death. 